is there even money on this planet? Does no. there need to be? Things are given freely. Yeah, you <laughs> need it. You want your twin to survive. You yeah. want to give them water. Oh, interesting. So twins are natural communists? Okay. Except, like, in a good way, Dad. <laughs> 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 Welcome to What the If. I'm Philip Shane, a documentary filmmaker and science aficionado. I'm going to upgrade myself from just plain fan to aficionado. Yeah, it sounds fancier. It's very fancy. Uh, and with me there, that that uh, beautiful resonant voice is um, Professor Matt Stanley. Uh, that is what they tell me, yep. <laughs> Who tells you these things? <laughs> well, actually, today I have two uh, people who um, inform me things, inform me of things like uh, what my title and function is on any given day. Ooh, I'm going to hold that as a tease. We have right. we have two very special guests today who are waiting in the wings. Stay tuned for that. But first, Matt, uh, tell us for those who are new. How would you d- describe this show? Well, uh, we take reality, we change something about it, and we we run with that for a little bit and figure out what the consequences of that are. The way we usually learn some science. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal, anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. All right, and we have a lot of fans out there, an ever-growing fan base of supporters who we call ifers. If mm-hmm. you're listening right now, you're an ifer. And if you send us something, you are a super ifer. So we're going to go to the mailbag. Our first letter that we're pulling out of the mailbag. Fair disclosure, this is a science program. I cannot lie. There is no mailbag. Actually, there is no letter. I am reading off a screen. However, the country music makes it feel more old-fashioned. And we got a letter from... Oh, okay. So this is one of our most super ifers out there, our most devoted, Jackie Krupensky, uh, replied to a story I had posted by the uh, astronomer Katie Mack at Astro Katie. If you're not following her on Twitter, you should. She's fantastic. And uh, she just posted some useful information for all of us. I think you should know that a, a geophysicist with relevant expertise has told Katie that if you were to lick Mars... It would probably taste mostly bland with a hint of bloody seawater. Yeah, it's not impossible. So the seawater sounds right. I, I mean, my first impression would be salty and bland. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, your tongue would probably get frozen to it because it's really cold. So <laughs> don't do not do that. And that is exactly what Jackie Kropinski uh, recommends. She says, please don't lick Mars, people. Okay. All right. I'm glad that's universal advice. Yeah. Don't try this at home, or if you're, especially if your home is Mars. We had another super ifer, one of our greatest, uh, most devoted listeners uh, and correspondents, corresponders. Yes, uh, correspondence is fine. Correspondencers, mm-hmm. uh, correspondence. Yes, Bill uh, Prokopchak. I'm not. If I'm not pronouncing your name right, tell me, Bill. But uh, Bill is always full of amazing ideas, and he submitted one that we're putting in the uh, 
we're putting in the vault for a future episode, but I thought it was so great I would read it to you here. Uh, Bill says, I was listening to the famous mathematician Dr. Hannah Fry a few minutes ago. Mm. Do you know Dr. Hannah Fry? I do not, I'm afraid. Yes. Nor I. We'll look her up. Uh, She presented a passing idea about the zero, the number zero, upon which she did not elaborate. Her idea got me thinking about the concept of zero. Is zero a human invention? Does the concept of nothingness actually exist anywhere in the universe? Is there a place in the universe where there is actually nothing? And by this point, Bill is in all caps. What the if there was a place in the universe where there actually was nothing? Yeah, so we can do that. It turns out nothing is a kind of complicated idea. So we should do an episode on that. Uh, in the meantime, I recommend people go read uh, Zero, The History of a Dangerous Idea. It's a lot of fun. Ah, cool. I can also recommend Finding Zero by the uh, mathematician Amir Axel. Oh, yeah, that's good. He went mm-hmm. searching to find where could he find the oldest example of Zero uh, written in old stone, ancient civilizations. Quite amazing. And lastly... This isn't technically the mailbag, but again, this is all a ruse. So, fair game. Physics Today, the illustrious magazine in both digital and print form. We used to get Physics Today in the house all the time. So, drop oh, that's in. exciting. They yeah. mentioned us. Now, this I never thought would happen. We are mentioned in Physics Today. They had a little article there about a six podcast for science lovers. And wonderfully, we they, we were listed at the top, above the fold. Indeed, yeah. As they used to say. And uh, just going to read a little, a little thing here. It says, documentary filmmaker and former NASA intern Philip Shane, that's me, teams up with historian of science, Matthew Stanley, that's you, for a podcast that mixes whimsical speculation with scientific facts. Many episodes of What the If are just Stanley and Shane imagining what would happen if humans could, say, spit hagfish slime. (laughs) For instance, yeah. That was a classic. Or see the way pigeons do. Other episodes feature interviews with interesting scientists who join Shane and Stanley in their speculative fun. And that's the mailbag. Speaking of special scientists. Yep. Would you please introduce our very special guests today? I would. So uh, our guests today, I've actually been um, uh, preparing for this moment for just about 14 years. They're finally ready to go. Whoa! So these are, uh, these are my daughters, and they can introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Zoe Stanley. And I'm Maya. Uh, they are experts on uh, the IF we're doing today. Uh, which I believe is going to be, what if everyone was an identical twin? And and why is that relevant to you two? We're identical twins. We were born with the same genetic DNA set. Yeah. Whoa, that's... Yeah, and then you weren't able to see it, but there was a, a wonder twin fist bump just now. That was fantastic. Jan and Zena. That's right. <laughs> Form of an eagle. Shape of... <laughs> yeah, see, this is the thing is that they're they're too young. I don't know, girls. Do you remember the Wonder Twins from the um, the Super Friends cartoon? You were pretty young when you used to watch that. No, that's all right. Yeah, nah, that's fine. Nothing lost actually, because of all the superheroes. 
they weren't the best. So everyone, now whose idea was this? I think it was actually one of our super ifers suggested it back in the day. And then I realized that I had a brain trust on this subject at home. So. <laughs> Zoe and Maya. Yeah. What the if everyone on the planet were a twin of everyone else? Right. Yeah. And I should say, we, we should take a moment to... Um, Talk about there's different kinds of twins, right? So commonly called fraternal and identical. Ladies, do you know what the difference is? So one, I actually wrote three books on this. So <laughs> <Whoa>. one, <laughs> yeah, my finest work. There are two types. There's fraternal, and that's when there's two separate eggs released into the uterus and two separate sperm fertilize it. So that's two completely different sets of DNA. So that can be a boy and a girl or two girls or two boys or anything. Whereas um, identical twins are when one egg is fertilized by one sperm, and this egg, for reasons that we don't really understand, just separates. So you have these two separate human beings with the same DNA set from the same fertilized egg. Yeah, so the technical terms here are dizygotic, meaning two eggs, and monozygotic, meaning one egg. So sometimes you'll see this abbreviated DZ and MZ. And you guys are? Identical twins. We're, we are monozygotic. That's right. Just that's, um, it was really, it was very efficient of us to get uh, two kids out of one egg. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Fraternal twins are no more similar than any other siblings. My sister and I both came from two different eggs and two different sperms, right? But we're not twins in any way. She's seven years older than me. But uh, there's, we're the, we have the same amount of genetic overlap as any pair of fraternal twins. Uh, uh-huh. So dizygotic twins often don't look similar, right? They can, you can have a male and a female. They can look totally different. Uh, you can get all sorts of interesting genetic shuffles off of that. Identical twins, like we've got here, the ones that are genetically interesting because they've got that same set of blueprints right from the start. Wow. Now, how does it feel to be an identical twin? It's really nice. It's like having a best friend. Like, I never really socialized until I was in like third grade because I always had Zoe. We sleep the same way that we did in the womb. She would always like spread out and I would curl up. And we still sleep the same way. Yeah, it's really interesting because what you get, like Maya said, I didn't really socialize a lot until I was a lot older. So it was really uh, a challenge, honestly, when I got to middle school and I didn't have Maya just to make friends because I never needed a friend because she was always right there. It's like having a built-in best friend. Yeah, we we don't really have that like so-called twin telepathy but we can look at each other and kind of know what the other person is thinking, which is really cool. But that's really just because we know each other so well. It's not really anything that, like, we have a telepathic link. More that we've spent so much time together that we can just, like, predict the general thought that a common situation would spawn. So you're not supposed to tell people that. You're supposed to tell them that we have the telepathic link. Sorry. <laughs> 
have you, um, I'm not sure if you've, uh, Matt, if you've explained to them why we call it what the if instead of what if. Oh, I don't know if we have talked about this. Um, so the, the the in what the if is, uh, is our, uh, our chutzpah. Ladies, you know the word chutzpah? Like charisma or like, yeah. Well, so more like, yeah, kind of umfing charisma, right? It's, uh, uh, taking things to the next level, putting more energy and a little bit of outrage into something. So, uh, so we're, we what the if, because we don't just say what if was going on, but we, we take it all the way to the, the end, um, and run with it and get upset about it sometimes. Like, I'm sure you've, you've never texted WTF. Have you ever done that, ladies? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, there's a little bit of. A little bit of three-letter texting. <laughs> and we are WTF. So, what the if, Maya and Zoe, you... Now, this would mean that not only did you have one best friend, identical twin, but that everyone in the world would be your identical twin and everyone else. They would be the identical twin of everybody else. So, everybody in the world would have this feeling this is kind of mind-blowing would we know every single other one of our identical twins i think so somehow you all would have come from the same egg and uh shared a crib i guess those poor parents that's right i i should say yeah feeding two newborns uh, is tough enough eight billion of them is a little scary (laughs) so how might this situation have arisen it's interesting that you said that. Like, I was just, this is very good of you, actually, to take one step back and say, how did we get to this? Because I was just sort of thinking, oh, just bang, you know, suddenly everyone else is a twin. But yeah, how would you wind up with such a situation? Well, I should say, we don't really understand how the monozygotic splitting happens. We, we understand fraternal twin processes quite clearly because it's just a slight variation on normal ovulation and fertilization but we don't really understand why twinning happens really my guess uh, when people ask me my explanation is that uh, back when i worked in a radiation laboratory i sat on some radioactive waste once so i suspect that means um, the girls will be developing superpowers at some point as well that does explain the telepathy yeah So so our usual hand wave, we can justify a little bit more than usual because we say we have no idea why it happens normally. So why not have it happen a few billion times? Yeah. Or perhaps a clone. It seems like a clone. Now, okay. so here's a question. Is cloning the same as being if I if, if we have clones, are they twins or are they like fraternal twins? Girls, do you know? Um. I guess so. Medically, they would be medically. Yeah, that's right. So a clone is an entity that has the same genetic code. So that's right. So technically, I I have a pair of clones next to me right now. Attack of the clones. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. We're halfway to an orphan black episode right here. The uh, yeah. So technically, cloning refers to uh, the process by which you make the genetic copy. But nowadays, we use it uh, in the loose sense to just mean uh, a genetic identical. So yeah. So we could have just so our planet of identical twins could just be the result of a, a mad cloning experiment, which seems fine. Nothing could go wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not at all. <laughs> a runaway cloning situation. Okay. So so 
tell us how would this let's see you go to school mm-hmm. okay and what's it like where everyone is your twin i feel like something that might happen was that you would get so many people trying to individuate from each other you would get so many different personalities because all, all you ever see is twins like dressed identical or doing the same stuff but in reality that's that could not be less true twins try to individualate individualate individuate that's word so much because we we love our twin but i i, I want to be myself i i don't always like being identified with her to this day i still hate the color pastel purple solely on the basis that maya liked it when she was three or four (laughs) so you would get so many distinct personalities i mean my question is who would the teachers be if every single person on the planet (laughs) is a kid young enough to go to school and who are the parents uh well those are good questions that's right presumably the mad scientist who made the clones is the teacher (laughs) <laughs> or or it's that so here's the strange situation you would have is that yes we think of identical twins obviously as being the exact same age and all that but this would mean that you're not just a twin with people your own age you're you're a twin with people older and younger well it depends how the cloning operation went so if if you decant if you decant them all at the same time then uh, they'll all be the same age. But that's right. You could keep some of them just sitting in a jar. And then w- once, once a year, you decant a batch of them. So then you'd have genetically identical people, but different ages. Which would mean that everybody's parents are everybody's parents. <laughs> well, that is, that would, this is one of the weird implications of this setup, yeah. Well, my question would be, would the like the, the psychological social relationship remain the same? Like, would you still have these 8 billion kids that grew up together? Or would you have five kids that grew up together and that are just genetically identical to these five other kids, but otherwise have no relation to them? Because I feel like all of these things that we talk about, like the telepathy, like the quote unquote telepathy and stuff and like knowing each other really well, that comes from growing up with Zoe and like knowing what she's feeling and knowing what her facial expressions mean and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Right. That's a good question. Is is that nature versus nurture? That's right. So this actually speaks to a really deep, profound question about the nature of humanity, which is you say, we usually say nature versus nurture, which is how much of who you are is determined by your genetics, by how you're born and how much by how you're raised. And the, I should say the opinion of scientists has, has, uh, sloughed back and forth from one end to the other over the centuries. And nowadays, the, the classic way to check this is what are, with what are called separated twin experiments. And I, I want to stress that these are natural experiments. Nobody is actually separating twins. So usually what happens is when you get uh, a pair of identical twins that are adopted into different families, and then you check on them like 20 years later to see how similar and different they are. So as you might imagine, this doesn't happen very often. Our our data set is about two or three hundred for this, mm-hmm. which is not so great, long. but it's a, a fair number depending on what you want to study. So some things, as you might imagine, are readily heritable, right? So they tend to have the same hair color and be about the same weight. 
But then some things are weird, like they tend to have similar professions and uh, religious beliefs. Hmm. Right. These are not things that you would expect to be genetically determined, but, but it seems that they often are. Me and Zoe don't have that. Like we were raised together and we're really mm-hmm. close, but she's like a scientist who wants to be a surgeon. And then mm-hmm. I'm like an actor and a cheerleader. And then she like she's Christian and I'm an atheist. We we really differentiate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I should say when when um Geneticists say something is strongly heritable, like like religious belief. They mean um, it's twenty percent. You're twenty percent more likely to have a similar trait in this particular case. Right. So, so most things that are heritable are not super strong. Things like hair color, but are actually pretty weak. So it's only strong relative to things that are totally not hereditable, like uh, pizza preference. Pizza preference is not hereditable. Yeah, we have, we have the same pizza preference as you and Zoe. We have the same pizza preference. Yeah. So at least among the Stanley family, pizza preference is strongly. So if you had grown up on separate sides of the planet and we checked in on you, both eating pizza at the same time, we would find the exact same pizza. Oh, Even yeah. though one of you is in China and one is in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Pepperoni and black olives is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think, ladies? Can you can you imagine having not grown up together and then meeting each other at this age? What that might be like? That would be so sad. <clears throat> it would be sad. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. All of the forced individual individualization. Individuation. Individuation. Like, that I just hate the color purple on this principle. Maybe now my favorite color is purple and my favorite color is purple. It would be so strange. I feel like something that might happen is that I feel like we're focusing a lot on individuation. Mm -hmm. That's okay. A lot of things that I do or that I don't do are because she does them or she doesn't do them. (laughs) Yeah, so for instance, Maya refuses to speak Spanish even though she knows it. No, I don't. My Spanish teacher doesn't speak English. I'm just saying you're actually quite good at Spanish, but refuse to speak it because Zoe really likes to speak Spanish. <laughs> My teacher says I should speak Spanish at home. I'm, I'm not complaining that you speak Spanish at home. Just pointing out that, it's, that we have a very strange example of individuation here, <laughs> uh, which will probably lead to some international crisis in the future. I was going to say, this speaks to human nature. I could see that. But like when Maya is a diplomat at the United Nations and refuses to speak Spanish. <laughs> Starts a war between Canada and. Why speak Spanish when there's so many Spanish speaking people there? I mean, you know. Uh, So, did you. This is fascinating because basically it sounds like inside of you each, there's a. As with everybody, I imagine, there's a tug of war between. One part of you, like, would, would like the same color that the other likes or would like to speak Spanish or would. But then has to another part of you resists that because you don't want to be too much the same. Yeah, I remember when Zoe, Zoe did parkour for like two years, and I never did it because she was doing it, and then I would get angry. Even though I actually like like going with her and watching everybody. As soon as she stopped, I picked up cheer, which is really really similar. Similar. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
it's so many people just group you into the same category. It's this fight of, I don't want to be in this category. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the time. It seems to me that the, the attempt to be different is something that everyone deals with. You know, when you go to school, you do see people wearing all kinds of different things. And it's that what we're here learning here is that with even with twins, it, that would still be the case, perhaps even even more so. Even more strongly, yeah. yeah. Now, what about w- whenever we talk about twins, we have to talk about tricking other people. One, have you ever done that? And two, then what would happen in a world where everybody could do it to everybody? <laughs> um, we actually did try that once. We did it for April Fool's Day in fifth grade. It didn't work. It didn't work. Mostly because everybody had already known us for six years. So they literally were just like, oh, hey, Maya. It's like, guys, I'm trying to be Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Also, we tried it once on our mama, our our grandmother. And she didn't notice. She she just walked out and Maya's wearing my glasses. And she goes, hi, Maya. Oh, that's interesting. And our mo- mom will do that, too. Dad will do that, too. No one. Um, it doesn't work. Yeah, I should say. I think one of the things people are probably visualizing here is a planet where everyone looks the same, right? That's what we think of. But girls, can you say a bit about, I don't know, how similar do you look? Um, how, um, what would the world look like? I mean, we have the same hair color. We yeah. have the same eye color that changes on a day-to-day basis between blue and green and gray. We have the same face shape. We have the, generally the same body type, generally the same hair length. But, but Zoe wears glasses. Yeah. So, and then Maya is actually about a significant seven or 10 pounds lighter than I am. And she's about a quarter of an inch taller. Maya, um, wears her hair down, which actually makes a lot of difference in like how you see our faces. Zoe always wears her back. Um, I tend to wear more leggings and like sweaters. She always wears jeans and like tight tops. So the basic, the basic thing that you see first is the same. Like, whenever I introduce Maya to my friends, I still get the, oh, take your glasses off. You guys look so similar. That just happens all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, there are things that you can use to tell twins apart. And the longer you know them, the, the more they, obvious these yeah. things get. Like, I've known this pair of... I'm actually not sure if they're identical or fraternal, but they look really, really, really similar. And as I've gotten to know them, it becomes easier to distinguish them. So, <laughs> so there's, no, there's no fooling. No. It doesn't actually work. Yeah. And there's, as I said, once you, they have different birthmarks. But I should say, I was in a real panic about this when uh, they were babies, because I was desperately worried that I would, at some point, mix them up while they were infants, and then be calling them by the wrong name for the rest of their yeah. life. <laughs> and and I thought this is because surely the the most basic responsibility of a parent is the correct identification of your offspring, right? So what we did was. Um, the you know, so as soon as they were born, they got those little hospital bracelets, so that helped for a little while. Uh, and then we painted their toenails different colors, so Zoe was red and Maya was blue, and that worked pretty well. And but then after a few days, even when they were babies, um, I could tell them apart very easily. And it helped that Maya has a birthmark on her back, so if I was ever yeah. unsure, I could check. 
<laughs> I should point out that my favorite color is purple and her favorite color is now red. No, so not it's black. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I support the favorite color being black. That was my favorite yeah. color, too. And then everyone told me, I don't know if you, have you had this problem, people would say, well, that's not a color. Exactly. <laughs> shade, not a color. Yeah. I was very disappointed when my art teacher told me that monochromatic shades do not include black and gray and that I had to use red or purple. Wow. Disappointing. That yeah. is disappointing. So, so, so in this planet now, let's say you're, you were in school and you go out of school, school day is over, and you go out, so let's say you go to the mall or okay. you go shopping. And you don't go to malls in New York. Where where do kids where do kids go? Um, the park where people, um, depending on their friend group, will do different stuff. Yeah, playgrounds, parks, actually a lot more common than people think they are. Pharmacies, pharmacies, sometimes stores. I but love pharmacies. Pharmacies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pharmacy part of the drugstore, or you mean just sort of the whole, the CVS? Like, like, yeah, like a CVS. <laughs> That's interesting. And so what do you think it's going to feel like where everywhere you go, people look the same? They're dressed differently, and they're trying to be different, but still everyone... I would think that no matter what, you're still going to have some... The deep connection that you have, you're still going to have with all these other people. Yeah, that would give me like a deja vu kind of thing. Would it, would it be weird playing like team sports? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be so weird. Because like, if I'm, I barely even have to look at Zoe if I want to throw a ball to her and she'll catch it. It's like, you don't need to do that. Like, here, I'm going to pass it to you eye contact. Interesting. Right. So if, if you're playing this team sport, assumedly with uh the same people that you grew up with and they all are your twins and they all look exactly like you uh i feel like you would never score score a goal because everybody can just anticipate the other people's movements yeah this the games would be intense yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i imagine they'd be comparable to what you only get maybe at the top you know the the greatest masters, like I imagine when the greatest baseball players play the greatest baseball players, there's a lot of understanding, but still not even identical. I mean, this would be the hard, it, it would be a little bit like trying to play yourself, play yeah, against yeah, yourself. Okay, like that's exactly it, right? So that'd be either really interesting to watch or really dull, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just, oh, she's about to switch that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, then you'd have to come up with different ways to hot, to trick the other. It, have you ever tried to do something with without the other person being able to anticipate what it was? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this whole thing like um once. Wait, what's a good one? We had this whole thing for a while where we would try to trick one. I I always won. What? Yeah, remember the time that I tripped you? Falling on your face. (laughs) Yeah, because every time that you try and trip the other person, every time that you would try and trip the other person, it would be you would just like step over them because you know it's gonna happen. But once my finest moment, Zoe ran and I tripped her. And finally got it. I did, yeah. (laughs) Flying across the hallway. (laughs) It was really funny. 
<laughs> was fine, by the way. So what it took was that you had to get it to a place where she was not pay- really paying attention enough. Yeah. Yeah. Or like so focused on something else. I think that, and like so comfortable even that you don't feel the need to pay attention to whether or not the other person is trying to trip you. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Well, I feel like, imagine if like you're having this competition where you're trying to trip someone and it's going on for like a week. And so you're <laughs> always on alert for this other person trying to trip you. Uh-huh, yeah. But you know them so well that it's sort of easy. So it's like this back of the head thing, sort of almost yeah. like breathing, but not like breathing. But then it's like night and you're getting ready for bed and you're in your house and you trust said person. So you let your guard down. And you're also, and I think I was like running to mom at the time because I needed like a band-aid or something. So I'm like focused on running because running takes effort. Like getting ready for bed doesn't, it's such a habit. But like running for a fixed point for a fixed purpose takes a lot of um, focus. So it's so difficult to focus on trying to read that person that you almost just forget about it. So this kind of makes me wonder, would we have world peace or would it yeah. just be uh, individuation run amok and constant everybody trying to trip everybody else? I mean, we never actually fight that big. We would, I mean, people would get in spats, sure, but it wouldn't, we would definitely have world peace. Yeah, because you don't want to go onto the battlefield with these people that you were raised with or that are the, last, or that you have a bond with. Last night we were fighting and Zoe goes, Maya, I can't believe you sometimes. I'm so done with you. No, I'm sorry. I love you. But seriously. <laughs> That's right. So that every war would just be like that. Yeah. Right. yeah. And there would be no weapons because like you don't want to shoot yeah. someone that so you love. You two make weapons all the time. Yeah, but those are play weapons, Dad. Yeah, oh, we only okay. broke a light bulb once. That was like <laughs> yesterday. What were the weapons? Hmm? Oh, sticks. Sticks. Well, but they've made a variety of weapons over the years. Uh, Bows and arrows, swords, spears, lots of magic wands. Oh, Oh, we've got one right here. It's a dagger. We carved a dagger in the middle of the forest. It's got this little hilt thing here. And were you, you, when you were playing with those, were you playing as if you were opponents or on the same team? It depended. When you were playing as opponents, we were playing as if we were colleagues that were training and to train fought each other in order to improve their skills. That is awesome. <laughs> so when we when you go to vote now, <laughs> all the candidates are going to look like you. How will will it be hard? How how would you try to figure out who to vote for. Hmm. I feel like me and Zoe have the same moral compass, kind of. See, that's a word that I learned in ELI. Very fancy. That's a good one. Uh, you would be voting for a generation, right? Like, I'm not... Again, it's a nature versus nurture question, but I feel like it would just be... I, it wouldn't be two people running against each other because people's views would be, still be so similar. Like, it would be either the whole world is really really liberal or the whole world is really really conservative because no every, everybody knows each other so well and we would have the, i mean 
if we were as close as me and Zoe were, that would be true. I have a friend who's a twin, and she and her brother aren't that close. Yeah, I should say that Maya and I are very, very close, and that not all twins are this close. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And do you think that's just because they were they have different personalities? No, it's mostly their fault. There, oh, it's it's the it's a parenting. Yeah, it's, it's a parenting decision to yeah to decide whether or not you want your kids to be close. Or to decide whether or not you want to put in that effort to make sure that they develop a healthy relationship. Yeah. Me and Zoe's first word was share. Uh, that's true. Yep. Um, yeah. We actually didn't talk until we were like three. We just signed. Yeah. It's very common for twins to have speech delay. Uh, and Maya and Zoe were typical for that. So they actually learned um, sign language because if kids have trouble articulating, they can still communicate via sign. So yeah. they learn sign language um, early on. I mean, because why do you need language when you've got this person that understands you so well? Because, like, would people talk in this world? Yeah. Well, that was, I don't know. It's, would, would there be less talking in this world? Because oh, yeah. you, you don't need all the sort of casual little stuff that normal people have to do. Yeah, yeah like, you wouldn't need to say, hey, you would just, like, grab them. Yeah, you like, grab and squeeze their hand or, like, grab and, like, Hug them or something. This is awesome. The entire planet communicates with just the look. You know, <laughs> a look or a little. That would be really interesting, right? Just a, a vast, silent city. Yeah. yeah. Where everyone is communicating constantly, but you don't know. You can see how you would mistake that for telepathy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, also, it just came to me that if the entire world has the same genetic pool, we would all die. Yeah. Why? <laughs> How do you... You can't reproduce. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the long-term consequences yeah. of this world are difficult. Because, uh, yes, it would be hard to naturally reproduce. They're all identical. <clears throat> They're all one gender. Yep. Um, so that's going to cause some difficulties. So we'd either have mm. no no eggs or no sperm out there. We got around that problem. So like, there's things you can mess with to as long as you have an x and a y you could artificially do that but i think the bigger problem would actually be that we have no genetic diversity yeah dysphoria like gender dysphoria would there well that's an interesting question that's a great question i don't know if there would be um trans people or not i mean you might need dysphoria genetic no no this is so, so this is um that has, it kind of brings us back to, to where we started, too, is that to the nature and nurture question is there's things that we, we aren't sure about in terms of um, ge- whether they're genetically determined. Uh, but on this planet, we would know pretty quick, actually. You know, if no one on the planet liked artichokes, we'd be like, oh, that's probably a genetic thing then. And it so happens that we don't have that gene anymore. Or because everyone was, was was raised by the same person, you'd have the question. You'd still have the question, but you'd have no way to figure it out. Yeah, that could be. But medicine would be an interesting one. Like you'd learn very quickly what diseases uh-huh. were genetically determined, and and figuring out environmental diseases it would be very easy because everybody's got the same genetic makeup. Two people have a different disease. Good guess that you can have an environmental uh, cause. All, th- all that said, though, I should say there's a, an important issue here, which is still fairly new, which is epigenetics. Uh-huh. What is that? So Maya and Zoe have the same 
genetic code, meaning the instructions in their DNA are the same. But genes, and those instructions are called genes, but in order to do things, genes have to be switched on. That is, they have an on and an off position. So you can have identical sets of DNA that produce different physical structures, depending on which genes are switched on and off. And the most obvious feature of that, if you meet Maya and Zoe, is... Zoe wears glasses. I wear glasses. So that sucks. That little light switch on my genes for my eyes was not good. Well, this is an interesting. It's it's unclear whether you have a gene that got activated that wasn't activated for Maya or vice versa, right? Yeah. It might it might be that your body produced a gene that caused trouble for your eyes, um, whereas uh, it might be, or it might be that Maya had a, a different gene activated. Yeah, that I have a gene that caused my eyesight to be really good because the whole family's vision is kind of <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're all that's right. Maya might be the the, the exception to that. So this is so our our room full of identical people would probably not look all that identical because of epigenetics too. So even with this identical code, you, they'll have different physical structures. Yeah, like I have a bump. You know that bump on like your ear on the curve of your ear. That's some top of have. your ear. Top of your ear. Yeah. 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 Maya has a little bump on her ear, um, uh, which again you could. So it's, um, or her birthmark, for instance, right? Yeah. So there's some sequence of amino acids in Maya's DNA that tells the body, make a little bump on the right ear, left ear, right, which is right. on, on the right ear. And that gene got switched on by some environmental factor. So her body made that. Zoe has that same sequence of amino acids with the same instruction, but it did not get switched on for some reason. Do you know, do they use um, twins' DNA to learn more about DNA? Because it feels like it'd be a neat, uh, such an interesting... Uh, yes, yeah, they'll yeah. go in and, and look around. The problem is that uh, DNA sequences are huge, right? So, like, even if there were some slight difference between the two of these, it would take a lot of work to discover that individual sequence and that was different. I should add, because of that, you wouldn't ever be able to tell which twin committed a crime. No, oh, yeah, this. Is- if say I rob a bank, they won't actually be able to convict me or Zoe. <laughs> Isn't it only because they cannot prove whether it is me or Zoe? Well, they, they might come after you them. both. They might just say, we don't know, it's one of these two. So. Well, so, so there's always reasonable doubt. So I, I can neither confirm nor deny that our family has been planning certain <laughs> activities based on this for some years now. <laughs> Father, you can't. Well, that's interesting. So, d- d- you know, when they do talk about DNA in, in uh, court, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they do talk about the incredible odds that, you know, this has to be this person because... You know, it's to a 99.99999 something percent accuracy. But when it comes to identical twins, it's mm-hmm. it's within the error. That's right. You just can't. Well, it's um, it would be a 50-50 chance, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. As you say, when you go into court and you say this is a DNA match, that's not right. You say that it's the odds are one in 100,000 that uh, it's not a DNA match. Um, but with twins, you'd have to say it's a 50-50 chance. So on and this got- planet, the police force on this planet is really run ragged because yeah. 
they can't use DNA. Yeah, that's right. Or even, I should say, even visual identification, right? I saw a person who looks like that rob me. And you're like, well, they right. look pretty similar to all these <laughs> other people, too. Maybe we check for the bump on the right ear. Yeah. And what about finger? Fing, are fingerprints uh, the fingerprints same? Fingerprints are identical. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, it brings us back to that question of world peace. Would people want to commit crimes against, against each other when you have that bond? Well, it sounds like you would, they'd be tripping each other, right? Yeah, but that, it, it's not a crime. Yeah, that, it, you wouldn't actually want to commit something that caused damage that badly, like <laughs> killing anybody. Like playing tricks on each other, that, that's fair game. This would be a, it'd be a very playful planet. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, I think that's probably right. Instead of wars, yeah. yeah twins, twins don't lose their sense of imagination that quickly like me, and so we still play games like a lot of kids don't. So we didn't ever lose that. You mean games with anybody or games with each other? Games with each, each other, other like no. make-believe. Nobody wants to play. So would, do you want to live on this planet? Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah, what, yeah. Would, what would you do? What, what, what would your lives be like on this planet? Yeah, it would be so fun. You would just like play all day and then you would get to go to work. It would be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say you would get to go to work? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and what would you do at work? Whatever what you wanted to do. Ah. So, I mean, is there even money on this planet? Does no. there need to be? Things are given freely. Yeah, you <laughs> let need it. You want your twin to survive. You yeah. want to give them oh, water. Oh, interesting. So, twins are natural communists? Okay. Except, like, in a good way, Dad. It would be so social. No, social. Well, I, well, I don't know. No. We we might need to come up with new words for what this form of uh, social organization is. Yeah. Sharing. Sharing. A sharetopia. Sharetopia. Now, dating on this planet would be very strange. Ew. Yeah, but that's back to the question of genetic diversity. Uh, yep, that's right. Yeah, so... Um, Everybody yeah. would have to be gay if there were dating. Uh, if there were dating, that's right. Or Everybody asexual. would have to be gay or asexual. Yeah, and this is um, uh, it's yeah, the sustainability of this planet is is a difficult is a difficult one um, to think about. You could um, just keep cloning them. You could just keep cloning them. Yeah. Um, then you'd be raising your genetic identicals. I want to have a kid. Let's go to the cloning center, and you just raise your five genetic identicals. Um, yep, that's right. And I should say there's been some some sci-fi stories uh, based on this premise uh, as well. Right. Uh, Although, and, the, yeah. the, the interesting thing here would be that <laughs> there's something wrong with the... It's like a, cl- uh, a mad scientist came up with the cloning machine, but now the cloning machine is stuck at one setting. And, you know, because if you think of, like, in sci-fi stories with the parents, if, if genetic modification becomes easy and commonplace, then you literally get designer babies, you know? I want this, Yeah, I want exactly, right? This I would be, they're say, stuck on one, they're stuck. It would be so exciting to have the, the first baby with brown eyes on this planet, right? Um, that would be an interesting kind of fashion development. And would that keep, or would that genetic change just go back? Uh, well, if you're actually changing the DNA, then that would the the clone of that brown-eyed baby would also have brown eyes. Um, so you could induce some artificial genetic diversity, which would be a good idea for the long-term survival of the species. But then, who would you date? Well, the dating the dating question is very complicated. 
Yeah, because it's you're essentially you would have to date your sibling. Everybody is your sibling. So what other choice would you have? Or you don't date anyone and everyone's single. Yeah, I think that's that's right. So you have a giant nation of asexual clones. Yeah. It certainly would make things simpler. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. And <laughs> well, I should say, I mean, if you imagine how much of our social structure on both large and small levels comes comes from dating family parent-child structures to to have all of those radically changed, I can't really quite imagine what a society would look like. That would be, everybody would just be best friends. Me and so I always wanted a triplet so that we could have a third person to play with. <laughs> Mom says that she doesn't want us to have a triplet. That's what she said. I think, yeah, I think you, you missed that chance. I think there was like, yeah. there was that one opportunity. And... Yeah, two babies was enough. So. Yeah. Can you have a mono zygotic and a mono like can you have a pair of identical twins and then a paternal triplet you can have that's right you can have a set of three twins that that come out of two eggs so you've got one monozygotic pair one identical pair and then the third came from an, a separate egg um so yes this is extremely rare but it does happen there's a technical term for it but for it but i can't can remember what it is now identical quadruplets i actually know a pair of identical triplets that move from pittsburgh to new york and they're in my school <laughs> and they're names, all identical yep their names are simran cameron and taylor and i cannot what? i know i cannot for the life of me tell them apart and i always feel bad about it because there's three of them and like i hate it when people can't tell mine and i apart and like it's completely rational but like it's irritating sometimes when like someone that you've known for years comes up to you and, be, and is like are you Maya or zoe because that's just irritating and i always feel bad that i can't tell them apart but they honest to god look exactly the same so do you have sympathy for those people who mix you and maya up now yeah. But mine, I don't look as similar as Cameron and Simran and Taylor. Oh, so, no. No. <laughs> like, they look exactly the same. Or are they not consciously individuating? Well, Do I they mean, wear different things? Clothes sometimes. But, like, mine and I share clothes. Like, we wear the same clothes. We just, like, we eat different colors. I, I know twins that don't consciously individuate as much. I think it's because we're really, really close. I feel like the closer you are, the yeah. more you Yeah, want we to. also encouraged you two to individuate as early as that was possible to like we never dressed you the same or anything uh, and uh so i think so i think you're you're right that there's parenting issues involved there too yeah but really who uh, when you've got newborn twin babies who has the energy to make sure they have matching outfits and things this seems insane just yeah. grab the first row closely <laughs> exactly right as long as just make sure everybody's dressed and healthy and you're happy I like. I was thinking too that you said you were worried that you, you would, when you were confused, that you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Uh, I thought you know, it'd be also be like, oh, well, maybe did you feed this one and not that one? Uh, yeah, that was um, that was. Then an one gets too. fat and the other doesn't because they keep accidentally keep getting the same one twice. <laughs> yeah, the girls were um, pretty small when they were born. Um, I mean relatively speaking uh they were perfectly healthy but they were small it was we had to keep a detailed record of how much each of them uh ate for the first i don't know few weeks of their life um uh and so that was a real problem and you can actually see because you know 2 a.m feedings you don't always pay attention to the toenails so you'll see places in the records where we have to cross things out because we were recording the wrong baby <laughs> 
I'll leave you with this little story that my mother tells this story that when I was, you know, when she was in the hospital, there was a, she had a roommate, there was two women unrelated in the hospital, and that uh, I guess in the, I don't know if they still do this, but when I was born, then they take you away from the mother for a little bit, I don't know, they clean you up or something, and then they bring you to the room. And my, my mother says that when they brought me to the room, she was sure that the nurse was making a mistake and that I was the baby of the woman in the oh, other wow. bed. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know. We know. Wow. To this day. Yeah. You to could this have been day. a changeling, as it were. Yes. And is there another one out? Do I have a twin out there? That must be something everyone wonders. That's kind of weird. Do you have a twin? Yeah. That you didn't right. know about. So um, have you enjoyed this visit to this planet? Have you enjoyed this thought experiment? Yeah. Yeah, for that. Yeah. Has, yeah. has it changed? How how might it change when now you're going to go back into the real world? And uh, do you have a different look on things? Uh, I am not going to let anyone develop a cloning machine. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like with the cloning machine, you would need to develop all sorts of other genetic technology that the world is not ready to see yet. Mm, yeah. All right. Let's get world peace first. Yeah. I feel like once you can modify the genetic sequence of something, you might want everyone to be able to get along. Yeah. Like, have everyone get along first, then we'll start making superhumans. Yeah. It may be a while. I like like that idea. I like that idea. And then the last question, Professor uh, Stanley, senior, have you learned something today that you didn't? Um, I've learned that uh, I'm glad I didn't have to change 8 billion diapers all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. You guys are amazing. And do you know the the gift that we sent? Oh, no. I don't think I've told them, actually. You? You you get gifts for being guests on What the If? What's our gift? Your gift is a finger puppet. Of a, oh, uh, a great oh, scientist. Yeah, that was what I was That's going to be my Yeah, you the, the question is do you want the same finger puppets or a no, different no, one? Different finger, different finger puppets. Different finger puppets. Okay, so that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, yes, there, there's a company called the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, and they make all these funny toys, and they call them smart, funny toys for smart, funny people. And some friends of mine work there. And uh, so they, have, they give us these toys, which we can give out to, to you honored guests and uh, by the way if, and for our listeners who are listening if you um, want to just have one without being ifed you know if, you, if you're waiting to be ifed perhaps you're hoping to be ifed and you haven't been ifed but you want to get a puppet because who doesn't you can go to their website philosophersguild.com and if you enter the coupon code WTIF you can have 10% off actually not just finger puppets but everything um do you guys subscribe to do the podcast you listen to? Do you subscribe to them, or do you just? No, should we? Yeah, you should. Oh, okay. Right. You should have to send them off your phone. Yeah, they often listen to the like night fell off of my phone. So. Oh, well, that's fair. Yeah, because they want they don't want to stop downloading credit card information onto our phones, and you need to pay for it. No, actually, you can subscribe to most of these for free. You can oh. do that. See, that's a good question. A lot of people wonder about that. So those people, some people who don't subscribe, they don't understand. Uh, yeah, podcasts generally are free. Um, and our, ours is absolutely free. So yeah, you can go to anywhere. On, if you're listening in some podcast app, you can click that subscribe button. Uh, or you can go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you guys seen the website? I don't know if you have. 
No, I've seen links to it. Yeah, we'll go there soon. Your dad has a fabulous picture there. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. That's good. Which picture? With a cat. Uh, hang on. I'm going there right now. And on the website, you can listen to all the previous episodes. You can subscribe there easily. You can choose the podcaster. Podcast. Podcatcher. You listen to. And you Daddy. Oh, it's a mouse. <laughs> That's our kitten. It's an actual. Wait, go back to the home page. You have an interesting picture there, too. Yeah, that was... Are you, like, 20? Oh, they're looking at the, the picture of me from um, the uh, Einstein documentary back in the day. So, yes, I was much younger in that That's picture. interesting. To me, you look the same. Yeah. Yes, but that was 2000. It was... Wow, that was uh, 11 years. 2007? 2008? 2008. I was yeah. like three. That was 11 years ago? Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Wow. So all this information and more is on our website, whattheif.com. You can also just send us an email. If you don't go, go anywhere, you just want to email us at feedback at whattheif.com. And on Twitter, are you guys on Twitter? I, I actually have a Twitter account. Yeah, I just don't use it. So you can follow us. You can follow our show at, at whattheif.com show all one word and you can leave us a review do you guys ever leave a review for your podcast the guys at night Vale would appreciate a review there's so many things that i never knew about podcasts that i'm finding out this morning (laughs) fantastic (laughs) well now you get to join us in one of our favorite parts of the entire show do you know how we end the show you know the sign off well not quite no you just kind of chant along with us here we wonder what are we going to do next week? We have no idea. There's a million. There's so many possible things that we could imagine next for next week's show that when we begin to contemplate it, it blows our mind, and therefore we have to scream to the universe. What, what the, the if? If?